Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I pitch excellence. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. Well, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to Barely Made It. We are at episode eight, and of course, I'm your host, Jared Silva, Gerard, J-Rock, whatever you want to call me, baby, because that's how we do it. But I'm happy to be here. It's kind of late right now, and I'm not really too energetic, let me tell you that, okay? I've had a stressful day. I've had a stressful week, all right? This corona, the, the, the rona, fuck the corona, the rona has me on uh you know stress stress syndrome to where right now I had anxiety you know I've had anxiety all day and that's just how it goes sometimes you get it man you know I'm still getting through this shit but every once in a while you know we're we're fucking allowed to have an anxiety ridden shit day and I kind of had that you know so I've been having to pop Klonopins like uh Kind of like their candy, but on a responsible, non-fat person candy type of thing. You know? Like, I'm eating the Kalanapins, but I'm not like a fat person overindulging in the fucking gummy worm section. You know? I'm just doing it like I need to do it. But I'll tell you one thing. It makes you laid back as fuck. Like, like kick energy out the door. Because energy does not exist when you take a Benny, baby. Because if nobody knows what... A Klonopin is. Basically, I'm taking a one milligram Klonopin. You take a fucking Zanny bar, the yellow ones, you break it in half. You take one of those halves, you got a one milligram Klonopin. A Klonopin is just a different type of Benny. A Benzoid or whatever the fuck they're called. But I have that uh that good old cotton mouth. And obviously, I didn't fill up my water before doing this. So that's going to be a journey. That's going to be a fucking mighty journey. If you guys start hearing my lips stick to my gums, then I fucking apologize. I might have to pause this shit, go fill up my water, because I'm not going to sit here talking like fucking Fire Marshal Bill the whole time I'm doing this podcast, you know? I'm like, don't you know that listening to my podcast is dangerous? Put another shock in it. That guy was hilarious, dude. Fucking Fire Marshal Bill, Jim Carrey, before he ever hit the big screen. That shit was on In Living Color. So for all of you that are listening that are old enough to remember In Living Color, that was a fucking time on TV that was amazing. For all of you that don't, that are too young to remember In Living Color, you missed a hell of a time on TV when it came to that show. That show was amazing. And, like, Jim Carrey was the only fucking white person on there. I think there may have been a white chick, but she kind of sucked, you know? And even back then, you know, that they had to, like, they were like, well, we do got to put a white girl on here, so we're going to go ahead and do that. But in all reality, Jim Carrey was the only worthy white man to perform on that show. And he did it well. And, Jim Carrey, you're a fucking G, baby. I love Jim Carrey, no matter how, you know, weird he's gotten. Everybody thinks he's gotten so weird, but I don't think he's gotten weird. I think that he's just learned how to see the world as it really is, I guess you could say. He's got that third eye open. He's like Joe Rogan, dude, 
When it comes to Jim Carrey and Joe Rogan, both of those motherfuckers got their third eyes open. Dead ass serious. And another reason why I'm not, you know, too energetic is because I'm smoking this fucking live resin cart from Select. I'm telling you, dude, Select, baby. Select is my favorite brand. It gets me faded like a motherfucker. There's no nasty-ass terps in there. All I'm getting is the real dissolute, and now they have a live resin version of these carts. And let me tell you, these live resin versions get you fucking F-A-D-E-D faded. Hell to the yeah. I'm actually going to take a hit right now, if you don't mind. Hold that bitch in a little bit. There we go. Feeling even more relaxed. You know, feeling even more relaxed, baby. But yo, you know what? I saw online today. You know, everything's on shutdown, on lockdown, right? So obviously my tattoo shop is not open and the rest of the Modesto, California tattoo shops aren't open. The rest of the fucking California tattoo shops aren't open. This is just, we are not an essential fucking business. So, just like salons and shit like that, we have been closed down and we can no longer perform our job. And I see on fucking social media today, okay, there's this fucking dick knocker that tattoos in my city. Okay, now he's been tattooing here for a little while. Everybody knows he's a fucking cock knocker. And I see online a picture of him, a Snapchat from a girl saying, I finally got my tattoo. And it's this motherfucker tattooing in his shop. And this was today at probably like 2 or 3 in the afternoon. So this this motherfucker just does not care. Funny thing was in the picture he wasn't even wearing a mask. You know, so he didn't give a fuck. She got pierced there also. So this is a legit business in the city that is operating illegally basically because we're not supposed to be operating. But this dude is such a fucking twat. He is such a a fucking a beefhead fucking, you know, biking fucking piece of shit that thinks like he's untouchable that he doesn't give a fuck and he doesn't give a fuck who he risks. Like what if that girl had to go home and uh, see her grandparents who are fucking 70 and guess what? You had COVID-19 up in your fucking shit, bro. You had the Rona up in your tattoo shop. And now the girl may not experiencing fucking symptoms, but she's carrying around that Rona like fucking Paris Hilton carries around her fucking chihuahua, dude. And then she goes and she sees her grandparents who were fucking 60 or 70 years old. And guess what? They fucking get the Rona. And then what happens if they happen to not be able to get through the Rona? Okay. Then they fucking die. Now, this fucking asshole who decides to tattoo out of a shop with bloodborne pathogens going through it, with people in his face, with him in people's face, he decides, hey, you know what? It's safe enough for me to fucking tattoo because I'm a fucking scum and I want to fucking make money instead of protecting people, so I'm a piece of shit. And if any fucking old person or if anybody dies because of the fact that they obtained 
the coronavirus from your shop. The sad, the sad thing is he's not going to feel like a dick. He's one of those guys that where he would be like, well, that's, you know, life. They're old, so they needed to go anyways. Like, that, he would say that shit. Like, this is, this is one of those fucking douches, dude, that's like, you know he's a fucking tool. He's, been, he's probably been a tool since he was fucking born out of his mom's asshole. So, you know, he would be that way. He'd be like, oh, well, the fucking old people died. What can I do? You know, not my fucking problem. She shouldn't have gone and seen her fucking grandparents. Well, guess what, dude? First place, she shouldn't have came and gotten a tattoo at your fucking shop during the shutdown. Okay? That is completely and highly irresponsible, you fucking twat. And then this girl has, you know, the audacity to go and throw it on fucking social media. And it's like, you know what? I ain't no snitch. But somebody's a snitch, okay? There's some there's snitches out there fucking left and right. I don't give a fuck what you do, dude. If I fucking see you murder some bitch in front of me, guess what? I didn't see shit. And some of you may think like, oh, well, that's fucking fucked up that you wouldn't even fucking, you know, help that girl's family out or whatever. You know what? I'm helping my family out, motherfucker. I didn't see shit. No rata. That's what you can find here. El no rata. I know rat because rats, fucking snitches get stitches, dude. Sometimes worse, they don't even fucking live to get stitches. So don't be a fucking snitch. It doesn't matter how drastic or how serious the problem, dude. You know, don't be a fucking rat bastard. It's just not in uh, your favor. It's not going to go in your favor. Because even if you rat on somebody, I guarantee you, if, if it's a certain person and they end up in jail... Hell of shit's controlled from jail, man. You fucking rat on somebody, they go to jail, and next thing you know, you got people that are out of jail that run with that motherfucker's crew that literally will cause you nothing but problems, anxiety, and a fucking miserable fucking home. Okay? And who the fuck wants that? Not me. I'm pretty sure not plenty of people. And that's why the ones that know that you shouldn't rat don't fucking rat. For those specific reasons, man. And not only that, but a rat, a rat is a bitch. Okay, you don't. If you ever get locked up after being a rat, you go into the fucking pen or you go into the fucking county jail, and people know you as a rat. You're fucked. So you know what? It's best to just do what you got to do. Take the shit. Take your time. Do whatever you have to do to not rat. Just remember that. In the end, don't fucking rat. Okay, that's that's the rule of thumb. Just like they used to fucking tell you when you were a kid. Don't fucking tattletale. Okay, they were teaching you a lesson as a kid that should actually move on to your adult years. Don't fucking tattletale. Don't snitch, you fucking little puta bitch. Puta caca bitch. You know, you don't do that, man. But I saw that on social media and, you know, it tickled my balls a little bit. Because I was like, you know what? That's some fucking bullshit. So let that guy do what he does. And in the end, there's always karma. So I hope that he doesn't fucking hurt anybody. I hope that nobody gets sick because of him. And we can only just hope for the best while this asshole makes money so much of a priority that he wants to make it over people's health. So you do that, dude. Do you, okay? Do you, baby. You know, shit happens when you do you and you don't think of others. I'm going to laugh when shit happens. I'm going to be like, oh, remember? Yep, 
here's your downfall. Rock bottom, baby. Got to go through it. That's how we do. But I've experienced a lot of like weird shit lately. Like I had to go to the quick stop, right? This is a place called the quick stop down the street from my house. This is where I have to go right now because they've closed all the tobacco and smoke shops. So the only places that sell cigarettes are the places that are fucking extremely expensive. So I go there and I buy my fucking cigarettes for like eight, nine bucks. And I'm fucking waiting in line, dude. And actually, no, I'm, I'm paying for my shit. And as I'm paying for my shit, these two fucking dudes are behind me. One looks like Big Pun. You know, he's this fat fucking Mexican or fucking, you know, I don't know, fucking Islander, fucking Cuban, fucking Puerto Rican. Whatever he was, he was a big fat motherfucker that looked like motherfucking Big Pun, dude. Or fucking Big Joe, one of them. The other dude was kind of chunky. He was actually, no, he was fat too. So it was like Big Joe and Big Pun. That, that's what they were because they, they looked like they were, you know, basically like stuck in the 90s and, you know, they, they basically listened to those tapes every day wishing their fucking life was like that. They never made anything of their life because when they were behind me, the dude at the counter that was, was fucking, you know, basically ringing me up, this dude, I call him Big Mott, all right? You guys don't need to know his real name, but Big Mont, that's as that's close you're going to get. Big Mont, what's up, Big Mont? How you doing, homeboy? That's what I say to him every time I walk into that store. And he tells him, he looks at him, and he's like, yo, bro, I can't sell shit to you, man. And you can't be in this motherfucking store because Raj caught you stealing shit on tape. So you can't be here. Like, you can no longer buy shit from this store or walk into the store. You're a fucking thief, homie, and we can't have thieves taking our shit or being in our store because we constantly have to watch you while you're in here. So if you could leave, I'd highly appreciate it. And the dude's, you know, trying to give his little story like, oh, man, I didn't fucking steal. I don't even know what you're talking about, dog. That shit's fucking lame, bro. So you can't even sell me this motherfucking 12-pack, bro. I got this 12-pack. I got money for it right here, man. I didn't steal shit from this motherfucking store. And he's like, no. You can't buy that fucking 12-pack. And he's like, well, can I go outside then and fucking wait for my homie to buy it? And he's like, yeah, your homie hasn't been banned. So apparently, I can fucking sell that shit to your homie, and you can go wait outside while I do it in the fucking cold, and then he'll roll out, and you guys can have that shit, you know? And I'm sitting there kind of smiling, you know? I'm smirking because I know, you know, I'm like, man, this motherfucker feels like a fool, and this dude, you know, poor Mont, he has to deal with this shit. And, and who knows, like, what type of shit they're going to give him. You know, I'm like, man, are they going to fucking give him some shit? Am I going to have to fucking sit here with Big Mont and fucking loke up and make sure these guys don't destroy the store? Because I'd help out because I'm really, I'm really cool with everybody in that store. I go to that store every single fucking day. You know, if it ain't for cigarettes, it's for snacks or a fucking drink or some shit like that. So... All them motherfuckers, dude, even the Hindu motherfuckers that are like, they are my fucking homies, dude. I love all of them. One of them I don't really see too often anymore. I think he finally quit. He gave up. He actually wore the rag on his head. And uh, what was his name? His name was like Henry or some shit like that. I don't know. He had some fucked up white name. You knew it wasn't his fucking real name. You were like, I know your name ain't Henry, bro. Your shit is fucking like, and it's cool. I can pronounce it. You just let me fucking know. 
And I'll tell you your real name, bro, because if you want me to call you by that lame-ass fucking white people fucking name you picked out, like, you could have done picked out a better one than that, than Harold or Harry or something like that. The shit was fucking, like, super did not fit that motherfucker. I'm like, bro, you're wearing a turban, and your name is Harry. That's like me fucking... That's like some... That's like Eddie Murphy back in the 80s wearing those African hats, and his name was Bill. Like, it just ain't gonna work, man. You just can't do it. You know, you're like, no. It's okay, buddy. I love my name. I chose it, Hattie. My name is Hattie. I'm from United States of America. Maybe he actually got shipped out. You know, his visa expired, and now he had to go home, and he had to go back to all the bullshit socialism and fucking communism that they deal with there that for some odd reason every fucking piece of shit youth in America would like to actually have happen here. You know, and that's the thing. Like, look at all these fucking people that are young, bro. Go look at them on Facebook. You know, I'm talking people who are like 25 and younger. Even 27 and younger, right? And these motherfuckers, legit, they love what's going on. They're like, oh, yeah, I can fucking stay home and not do shit all day and, and fucking collect these checks. This is fucking amazing. This is the best life ever. While I'm sitting here and I'm feeling like a fucking twat, dude, I'm feeling useless as a man. Like, as a man, for me not to be able to go out and earn a living for my family, that feels fucking horrible, bud. For real, dude. Like, you know how bad... I fucking feel not working. It makes me fucking... That's what makes me depressed. It's not even like being locked up in a house with my family. Because I can deal with that. I love my family. Of course, we have our differences. Of course, you know, we fucking can beat each other's throats sometimes. But what really puts me into depression is the fact that when I'm on this whole fucking shutdown, it's making it to where I can't make no money. And I mean, I know I can with this podcast... But this podcast is too new to make money. There ain't no way anybody's wanting to invest into this podcast with the fact that it only gets like 30 to 50 downloads per episode. You know, and I mean, for me, that's amazing. Like, I couldn't be more grateful for the fact that I'm already getting 30 to 50 fucking downloads per episode. Sometimes a little bit more. Like, this is a step in the right direction. This is something to to where like literally this fucking podcast hasn't even been going for a month and the reviews on this podcast because of some of my friends, my listeners, my families, okay? They've been amazing and they've helped out tremendously and I fucking love you all for doing that shit. You guys are real ones. You guys want to see me succeed and when you fucking know there's people in your corner, it makes you feel really fucking good. Because unfortunately, most of the time, people don't like to see other people succeed. I said X succeed. Succeed. You know, and most of the time, it's the people closest to you that do not want you to succeed. I have no idea why, because I've never been that way. But I've experienced so much of it that I know for a fact that it's true. You know, there's... Family members that don't have a thing to do with this podcast. I I seriously doubt there's some that listen. Uh, there's some that fucking see my Facebook posts and don't give a shit about the podcast. Uh, there's 
you know, people that fucking the family members that are like, you know what? Fucking this is just one of those fucking loser things that Jared is doing. But you have to actually look beyond that shit. And remember that, I mean, it's it's a tough way to say it. It's really tough, especially because they're family, right? The family that doesn't support you. It's tough to say it, but guess what? They don't fucking matter, dude. Family is just like friends. Family is just like strangers. If they get in your way of success, then they're as important to you as a fucking homeless person that basically tried to rob you. That That's what I think. I'm like, dude, if you're getting in the way of my money, if you're getting in the way of my success, if you're getting in the way of my dreams, if you're not helping me in any way, then you're a person that I don't want in my life because then you'll just get in my way. And I don't want you to get in my way. And if you get in my way, we're going to have some fucked up shit happen to where if you're a dude, I'm going to punch you. If you're a fucking chick, I'm going to fucking humiliate you. I'm going to do whatever to make sure that you think that you're the most worthless person in the world because I get on high defense mode when people try and bring me down and not allow me to establish or basically achieve what I'm trying to achieve. It don't go that route. You know, so you have to ignore those people, no matter how close you are to them. Those people are considered toxic, and you know what? Fuck them. But the other people, the other family members, the other friends, and the other fucking just acquaintances that support your shit, you got to hold on to them fucking tighter than fucking your, your fucking wife when there's a fucking goddamn fucking room full of those fucking strippers with big muscles okay that's what you got to do okay you got to hold on to your wife as hard as you can like dicks are being swung everywhere around the whole fucking room that are like three times the size of yours you have to contain it you have to be like fuck this i don't even know where my analogies come from sometimes but sometimes they come from my brain all the time and my brain is all the time fucking weird. And that's just, you know, that's how we do it. We get weird, baby. Shit gets weird here because it's barely made it. We barely making it, dog. But that would be cool. I mean, to think of the fact that, you know, if I had something to where the COVID, the Rona, didn't affect my job, that would be incredible. And podcasting is one thing that really actually could be one of those things. I mean, what the fuck? I'm locked up from home. It ain't affecting me now. I'm actually paying to put out this podcast. I'm paying to put out this podcast with not asking one person to put money into it. You know, because I have to pay the podcast host that allows me to upload these to all the fucking streaming platforms. You know, I have to pay for a monthly limit of how much I can record, how much I can fucking put out there. And if I go over, I can always be charged a little bit more. But this is something that I don't think a lot of people realize. They 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 say, oh, yeah, that's a fucking great hobby. But you have to remember that it's a great hobby, even though it's being pursued as an awesome hobby that can potentially bring me an income. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't want that? You can't sit there and tell me that, you know, you're like, oh, fuck that. I'll never do it for the money. Fuck that, dude. What did the Joker say? 
if you're good at something, never do it for free. I think that's the best advice I've ever heard on a fucking movie in my entire life. Because you really shouldn't. Because most of the time, people just take advantage of you. They always want shit for free. Trust me, me being a tattoo artist, I know exactly how people try and take advantage of you. They'll try and name their fucking price before they even show you the idea and where they want it on their body and how big it is. And when you tell them the real price, they're like fucking completely upset because they were aimed at like, well, I got 200 and you're like, motherfucker, that's like a $600 tattoo, dog. And you're like, oh, really? Well, can I get it smaller? And you're like, no, we can fucking like modify it to where if it's smaller, it's actually more simplified. But if we take that detailed fucking shit and turn it into a smaller piece, well, guess what? That piece now turns into a fucking blob that you're not going to recognize in five to ten years. And in 20 years, people are going to wonder if what the fuck you got. You got the black spot. You got fucking uh, skin cancer. Is, is that like the Blackfoot for Mr. Deeds and you fucking got like fucking the, the skin frozen, the frostbite dude? Like what happened to you? See, so, you know, some people, they don't realize that tattooers know what they're talking about. You know, I mean, it, it is our job. It, it is what we do for a living. It is, you know, I mean, we fucking study it. We take course on knowing exactly what the skin does, how you shouldn't fucking tattoo the skin, fucking how you should approach what type of skin, all that shit. But motherfuckers coming to a tattoo shop, I swear to God, dude, they think they're a tattooer. They're like, you know what? I drew this and I really like it. Could you tattoo it on me just like that? And then you look at it and you're like, that has, that's actually a fucking horrible drawing. And I can draw you something that basically is the same exact concept but that's tattooable because your shit looks like fucking pen scribbles and like like a comic book from hell. And then they'll get all down on themselves and shit. And you're like, you know what? You know, don't trip. You got to boost their shit. Don't trip. You know, you're, you're a decent artist. You'll get there. You know, practice makes perfect. And most of the time they're so upset. They're just like, well, I don't know. I think I'm going to go to another fucking shop that'll do it just like this. Well, yeah, you fucking go do that. Because when that walks out, that has my name written all over the shit. And if my name is written all over that, well, guess what? I just lost like 20 potential fucking clients from them seeing your tattoo and wondering why the fuck I tattooed you like that. That's that's just this is not cool. last of the water that was the last of the water last of the water i'm halfway through this uh podcast so hopefully that will fucking do what i need it to do baby you know what i'm saying maybe it'll uh do it maybe it won't who knows but you know we're all on our own fucking tip over here like project wise we're all trying to like stay busy in our house because of this fucking shut down quarantine shit uh, you know, my wife is doing crafts. My um, son, he's, you know, he's, he does really cool crafts and coloring and stuff like that. He's really, really uh, artistic. So I'm actually glad that he got that from me because he's pretty fucking artistic. So he can actually chill and make shit and do shit to keep himself busy. And then obviously there's me where if I'm not doing this podcast, then I'm fucking concentrating on video games and my lawn. Okay, actually, we'll put that my lawn and then video games because my lawn is more important than my video games. Like right now, I've been enjoying the shit out of season three of Modern Warfare. And I've been playing Warzone here and there, but I'm still I'm a big 
fucking multiplayer type of dude. You know, I, I like the old school multiplayer COD shit. I love running around fast and fucking killing motherfuckers and then dying and then coming back to life and killing motherfuckers and then dying and coming back to life and hopefully killing enough motherfuckers to where I get kill streaks and next thing you know, I'm just fucking wrecking shit on the map, baby. I'm just wrecking shit. And the one thing that I love too is none of them, when I'm like going fucking ham, like the other day I had like 47 fucking kills and 20 deaths on this fucking map called Rust, right? And this map is fucking small. It's one of those maps where like when you spawn, you pretty much fucking spawn next to the fucking opposing team and you guys are already shooting at each other and shit. And so, so it's a pretty fucking small map. So to go 47 and 20... That's pretty much wrecking shit, right? And I love when I fucking have matches like that because I think. I'm like, dude, you know what? Like, over half of these motherfuckers playing right now are between the ages of, like, 16 to 25. And none of them even realized that they just got their fucking asses whooped, baby, by a 40-year-old. Oh, yeah. You just got spanked by your daddy, bitch. I could be your daddy. Why don't you ask your mom? I may have fucked her back in 2002, motherfucker. I think I was single back then. I don't know. One of these days, with how much I got my dick wet in the past, I was a little fucking whore. I'm wondering, like, is some fucking, like, kid, like, not even a kid, he's probably, like, 20 by now, is he going to come knocking on my door and he's going to be like, uh, hi, yes, uh, Jared, Mr. Jared Silva. And I'm like, yeah, who, who, who the fuck are you? He's like, oh my God, dad, I found you. And I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Who's it from? Who's your fucking mom, dude? And he's like, her name was Maggie. And I'd be like, oh, dude, I met that bitch in San Jose and fucked her like three times. That fucking sucks, bro. Your mom was a hoe, dude. Your mom was a hoe. Did she ever tell you that like bad shit about me? Because I didn't even know that you were fucking born, bro. She dipped, had you, and and I didn't know. No, sir. Yes, she she told me that she was a little skank and that she fucking you know did some bad stuff in the past. Oh, okay, cool. What what's your name? You know, that would be some weird ass shit. Next thing you know, I'm sitting down, I'm having some coffee with them, and I'm like, well. I got a 20-year-old fucking son. Worse is if I had a fucking 20-year-old daughter. Then I'd be like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, how many times have you been fucking banged already, dude? Like, I don't want to know this. Like, are you a fucking, like, are you a, like a Snapchat whore? Like, what type of daughter do I have? You know, how many fucking dudes are you dating right now? Like, are you fucking doing, you know, the selling your images online? Like, this is, this is... This is shit I need to know because I need to know what type of fucking genes come out of me when it comes to girls, okay, or how you were raised. Because I know your mom was a hooker and you didn't, I mean, you don't have to be one. I'd be funny though. You never know. One day it could happen. You know, with all the shit that I've done, dude, me and my fucking friends have done such crazy shit, dude. Like when it comes to the shit that we've done, the parties that we've gone to, uh, I mean, first off, I'm surprised that most of us are still alive. And second, I'm surprised that, like, I'm not fucking brain dead. I'm really surprised, like, because I I did a lot of drugs. I was never one of those people that stuck to one drug for a long time. 
but I basically tried everything except heroin and crack because those were the two back in the day, you know, that were like, don't do heroin and crack. Like you want to do LSD, you want to do mushrooms, you want to do cocaine, you want to do fucking PCP, you want to try fucking some dope, whatever. But stay away from heroin and crack, dude. And so I never fucking tried heroin and crack. Ever. And that's why when I'm fucking 85 to 90 years old, depending on how well I'm living those times, I truly am having a heroin and fucking crack party. Uh, and we're all getting down and possibly overdosing and dying. And, and that's just it. Because like I said, you decline, dude. 85 years old. Ain't nothing to look forward to. You're going to start shitting your pants. You're going to start needing people to take care of you. Uh, you might not be able to take care of your fucking home or your finances or you're thrown into another home. So fuck that shit, dude. When you reach that point, heroin and crack birthday party. Get it cracking? Literally. <laughs> hey, man, what you got for your birthday? Shit, we getting it cracking? Really? With some hair on? Really? Yes, sir. And it would be just all day. Put on some fucking, you know, like 1980s, like Roller King shit and have everybody all fucking getting down, all cracked out. Just. It'd be fucking awesome, dude. Supersonic. Yeah, that's it. Supersonic. You see old people fucking just hitting fucking crack pipes left and right. They're like, I fucking used to love this song. Fuck. I used to fucking skate all fucking night long. You see one dude like, yeah, I got thrown in the jail for pulling out my dick when I was riding around the rink. Huh? What, dude? You shouldn't do that anywhere. But how old were you? Oh, I was like eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you still had a baby dick, so it didn't really matter. It wasn't like, you know, fucking an adult pulling a shit out. No, I just put put in jail. You know, the jail. Dude, we used to have a jail in our fucking rolling roller rink, okay? Our roller rink was called Roller King, dude. And Roller King was fucking dope. Like, I wish we still had a roller rink where I live to this day because I would take my kid to the fucking roller rink. But legit, dude. You would go to Roller King, you would fucking put on your skates, and you would skate around this rink all fucking night to dope-ass jams. Then they had, like, the slow skate where if you didn't have your fucking bitch, then you were sitting on the fucking, the little bench, you know, waiting for uh, the the fucking slow skate to be over because it had to be couples, you had to be holding hands, fucking just skating around the shit. A lot of hearts were broken those nights. And then they had the backwards skate. Now, the backwards, I was such a good fucking skater, dude. I'm talking quads, fucking lines, buddy, okay? Quads, real skates. I was so good at skating that backwards skate, I was the shit, dude. I could weave in and out of people skating fucking backwards. When I was skating forwards, dude, I was fast as fuck. I was actually on the speed team back in the day when I lived in Merced. They had a place called... Uh, Rollerland, right? Rollerland was basically the same exact thing as Roller King, but it was just a different name. And they had a speed team. So basically on that shit, I had some speed skates and legit would do like competition fucking speed skating shit around the rink. And we were called the Midnight Rollers, baby. 
The Midnight Rollers. And I know it sounds gay as fuck, but back then, dude, back in the fucking 80s, the late 80s, dude, skating was the shit. Skating was fucking cool as fuck, bro. That's what you did to hook up with people and to chill with your fucking homies. Because we didn't have no cell phones. We didn't have TikTok. Fuck your TikTok. We had roller fucking skating. We had batting cages. We had arcades. We had fucking squirt gun fights. We had, you know, sometimes, dude, if it got like really lethal, man, some motherfuckers would fill up their squirt guns with piss. And you would have squirt gun fights, and next thing you know, you, you feel some warm shit hit your face, and you'd smell the piss, and you'd be like, yeah, this motherfucker's got piss in his shit. This motherfucker's got piss in his shit. And that's when shit got real, you know? But that's the shit that we got to do. I mean, dude, when I was young, I used to act, we used to fucking uh, climb up on the roof, right? We'd climb the fence, and then the fen- from the fence, we'd hop up on the roof. I, don't, I can't even do that shit now. I'm scared I'd break a fucking hip. But back then, we'd climb from the fence, climb up on the roof, and we'd fucking take turns jumping from the roof like it wasn't going to hurt us, dude. Okay, if I were to jump off the roof, even the way that we did it back then, where where when we land, we'd roll, we'd land and roll, tuck and roll, kind of like some fucking stuntman shit, you know. But if I tried to do that shit, dude, at least five bones would be broken in my poor little fucking forty-year-old body right now. I barely drink any fucking milk, which means I don't have shit for calcium, which means my bones are fragile, okay, they are fucking fragile, and I wouldn't even want to take the chance with that, but we would do that shit, and that's the crazy shit that we would do as kids, nothing, you know, no kids do that type of shit now, and that's why kids are all pussies, I've actually realized that, that, like, 98% of the generation that's, like, 25 and fucking younger, they're pussies, dude, like, they're so scared of fucking everything besides shoving fucking uh, alcohol up their asshole and eating Tide Pods. But when it comes to, like, any actual, like, physical harm, they're scared to shit of it, man. You know, except for the bullies. I see bullies, you know, bullying fucking little kids. But those bullies are still scared of physical contact because the only people that they're picking on, they're fighting the motherfuckers that can't fight back. So that's when you know that you're a little bitch and you're a pussy because if you're fucking with somebody that can't fight back, you're not even giving them the opportunity to fuck you up. And you just lost your clout. You have no clout, bud. And there's a lot of those. I've noticed there's a lot of those little fucking clout chasing fucking little scared bitches that do nothing but bully the kids that can't actually or don't have the capabilities to stick up for themselves, man. But that's how it is nowadays. It's crazy. Like, you know, back in my day, I remember if I was like 16, 17, and a fucking 40-year-old man was walking down the street, I'd say 60% of them would not want to fuck with the group of people that we were. You know, they would not want to fuck with anybody that was chilling in the park that they were passing by with these 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. Because we looked thuggish, ruggish, man. We didn't give a fuck. And we would fucking knock out anybody. We didn't care. You know, we were pieces of shit like that. 
So they wouldn't ever fuck it. They would just okay, head down. They wouldn't fucking even look at us, dude. But whenever I'm walking past some kids and they're all chilling, doing something in the park, dude, I'll sit, I'll, I'll fucking walk by and I'll stare at them the whole time, dude. I won't fucking move my eyes, bud. And every single time, dude, you know what I get? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, and they nod down. When you nod down, that's submissive. When you nod up to say what's up, that's not submissive. So they nod down. And I'm like, oh, you submissive fuck. Wow. One 40-year-old man walking next to four fucking dudes blazing it in the park. And all you guys could say is, how you doing, sir? When I'm fucking giving you the worst look in the world just to test you. I wouldn't even do anything to these poor kids. There would be no reason for me to do anything or try and do anything to these poor kids. I already have a fucking torn rotator cuff. If I tried to swing at him, dude, my fucking arm would probably fall off, you know? I'd fucking be out of breath after about 30 seconds of fighting anybody. Like, I'm out of shape, man. But the point is, is they show, they submit. They show submissiveness. And that's fucking crazy. That this young generation does that. And it's not like out of respect, sir, because I see them disrespecting so many people. It's just the fact that I walk by them and I look scary enough to them to where they're like, nope, don't fuck with that guy. He's got face tattoos. Well, so do plenty of your fucking rappers that you fucking love. But every single one of them are fucking bitches, too. Sorry to say. Post Malone, that dude would get his ass kicked any day. Does great music. Has a shitload of face tattoos. But you know what? He ain't no fucking G. Okay, we all know that. Same with fucking all the other motherfuckers that are getting face tattoos, especially that stupid-ass cross in the middle of the fucking forehead. Y'all ain't Gs, okay? You guys are more like failures. That's that's what y'all are. Y'all are fucking just failures, dude. I might need to hit my fucking pen really quick, this good old live resin, baby. Oh, yeah. That was a good ripper. That was a good ripper. That was a good ripper. Man. But I had to keep my Comcast... (coughs) Excuse me. I had to keep my Comcast going. Comcast was trying to be like, well, if you can't pay your bill on time, then your shit won't be shut down. But what we're doing because of the pandemic is we're keeping people shit on, but you're going to get 100 megabytes per second download speed. And I'm like, what the fuck you talking about? That's like dial-up, dude. That's like, that's fucking 44 fucking megabytes away from dial-up, dog. Like, you know, you know how long it's going to take me to pull up a fucking picture, let alone upload a podcast or a video? Like that is simply ridiculous. So you know what? I said, fuck that, dude. Time's a money problem. Sometimes you got to make priorities. And so I made that shit a priority. And now you get to hear my ugly ass on this podcast because I still got it going, baby. Yee! I still got it going. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices, you know? 
And if you make sacrifices, this shit will surely, surely start to get better. You dig what I'm saying? Hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah, I do, fucking Freddy Fresh. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. I got my vape pen here with the nicotine in it. We're going to take a little pop, pop, pop. Yo, so my cat today, right? This fucking bitch, okay? It's it's only one cat. I have two cats, but only one cat's, one of the cats seems to fucking like eating plants. Okay, so my fucking tabby, dude, my, my baby, my bitch, Sage, she likes to eat certain plants. Well, I fucking sprouted a cannabis seed, right? I was telling you that on one of my last podcasts. I sprouted a fucking cannabis seed, dude, a bomb-ass fucking seed, and it's like three inches fucking long today, dude, doing really good, and the bitch fucking ate my shit, dog. It ate two of my fucking leaves off of it. There's only two on there, so now, and it, it like bent the top of it. She like bent the fucking top of it, dude, so it was all crippled, so I had to put a fucking crutch on it, bro. I had to put... A little fucking toothpick and fucking tie it and fucking bandage it so it fucking wouldn't fucking limp over and shit and hopefully not die. I mean, I know cannabis plants, you know, can take a lot. But this fucking bitch, dude, I was so fucking mad at her, dude, that I fucking took the plant. She was in my room, right? I took the plant and I fucking took it in one hand and I had my fucking sprayer in my other hand and I fucking, it's just water, you know what I'm saying, the sprayer. And I fucking showed it to her and I was like, you see that? And she's like, meow. And And I just fucking doused her face, dude. And she ran out. And I was like, yeah, bitch. That's what's up. She got my MAC-10. Of the fucking water sprayer. And I was like. Are you going to fucking do it anymore? Are you going to fucking mangle my fucking weed fucking plant dude? Like when it's old enough. When it's mature enough. I will gladly give her some leaves to munch on. I have no problem with that. But yo dude. You're going to kill the shit. Before it's even fucking done. Getting out of it's fucking baby stage dude. So now I'm like, man, is this shit going to work? So we're going to see if it if it survives. If it doesn't survive, I'm going to be fucking upset, dude. And you know what? My cat, she still won't have nothing done to her because I just can't do anything to my cats, man. It's so hard for me to discipline my fucking cats. I feel like I if I discipline my cats too much, then they're going to hate me. And if I have fucking pets that hate me, dude, it bothers me so bad. Like, it bothers me so bad. It, it leaves me, like, in heartbreak. Like, if my cat, like, didn't treat me the same way that she treats me now, like, I am her favorite here, right? And if that fucking changed, dude, I think I'd kick her out of the house. I'd be like, bitch, nah, fuck that. So I can't risk it by being a piece of shit to my pets. You know, I'm not going to fucking sit there and fucking hit them or nothing like that. Because all that does is just make them scared of you, dude. And with dogs, fear is one thing. You know, I can totally understand fucking spanking dogs. But cats are completely different, dude. They they operate differently. They react to things differently. And, you know, you fuck one of them up too bad for doing some shit, dude. And next thing you know, it fucking runs away. Because it doesn't want you anymore, dude. 
Like cats want us. Cats are in this house because they want to be here. Dogs, they're like, fuck this, I ain't leaving, I can't do shit. But cats know that if they leave, they can do shit. They won't survive as long as, you know, compared to if they were in the house. But they know that they could fucking actually survive out on the street. Because they're cats. They're smarter. You know, dogs are fucking stupid. They're reliant. Cats. Smart motherfuckers, dude. It's why the Egyptians fucking worshipped them. Because they're literally fucking gods. They own you. We do not own them. They pick us. We do not pick them. We might be like, oh, I love this one. And then fucking, you know, but the one that we always pick is the one that tends to pick us. You know, anytime I picked a cat, I've always been looking at another one. And then next thing you know, this one just keeps climbing up on me and just fucking loving me. And I'm like, oh, dude, you know what? That's the bitch that's coming with me because she likes me. All the other ones, they walk away. So fuck them. Even though I want to put my face in the litter and just fucking be all and fucking just press all the fucking cats against my face because it's I fucking love cats, dude. I love cats and I fucking love kittens. I don't know what it is. Like kittens are are the fucking cutest goddamn things in the world, dude. Like that's one thing. If I go on Facebook just to look at fucking kittens, my day is brightened, bro. I can at least look at it and I can be like, this is why the fucking world exists is because of fucking kittens, dude. If we could have a shot that kept cats as kittens the whole fucking time and they never grew, I would fucking definitely like get like three kittens and give them shots so they could stay that way. And then my other two cats, they could be adult cats and they can just care for the kittens for the rest of their lives because, you know, fucking cats live like a decent amount of time. They, they live like fucking 20 fucking years, dude. I've seen a cat live until fucking 30 years, dude. Fucking 30-year-old cat. Motherfucker was fucked up, dude. Like, he looked like he just wanted to die. I saw him on Facebook and they were like, happy 33 birthday, Chester. You know, whatever his fucking name was, dude. And this cat looked so fucking mad to be taking a picture, like, legit, the fucking look on his face was, like, of disgust, like, he's like, he's like, dude, you know how many fucking of these things I've been through, to him, it's been, like, 300, you know, he's been through, like, fucking 280 fucking birthdays because of cat years compared to human years, and 33 years old, bro, I don't think that cat years are seven fucking years to a human because there's their metabolism is slower than a dog's, but I think theirs is like four or five. So if you multiply 33 by four, we'll give them four, right? What is that? That's fucking 77, dude. No, multiplied. That's fucking 12. Carry the fucking one. Fucking... 12, 13, I think it's 132 years old. If I'm not mistaken, it's a fucking 132 fucking years old, dude. That's, that's a long time. That fucking cat is laying there and he's like, yo, I'm 132. You guys fucking keep taking pictures of me. You keep giving me fucking birthdays. But I don't even like being here anymore. I'm just too fucking old to run away. 
okay? Just leave me alone. Whenever you fucking see me laying down in my blanket and shit, don't fucking pet me. Don't fucking pick me up. This is my world, bitch, and I'm ready to fucking die. Like, that's what that cat is thinking. He, the, the pictures that you saw, if you saw the pictures, you'd be like, man, he's a miserable fucking cat. Like, he's like one of those fucking old people in the retirement home when you look at him and you just get hella sad because you know. You know, they're sitting there and they're like, I lost my husband and I lost my fucking daughters and my kids and my fucking nephews. I've lost this many people and I don't have anybody to visit me. That's the cat, dude. That's the cat. He's like, fuck this shit. Nibbles, my homie, he died fucking 10 years ago, dude. 20 years old. I've been fucking... In pain ever since. Okay. That was my homie. We lived together our whole fucking lives, dude. Born out of the same litter. Nibbles was my fucking brother, dude. And the and he fucking died. He left me with this terrible fucking family, dude. To where they make me sit in front of a fucking cake and candle. And a fucking big number behind me. And fucking act like I should be excited to take a picture. Yeah. Fuck this. Somebody fucking... Come suicide me. Call Hillary Clinton. Suicide me. <laughs> Should be a watch out, everybody. I got a cat to go save. But Joe, I think uh, you know it's been a good podcast. We've had uh, you know some nice things to talk about and some terrible things to talk about and all that good shit in between. As you noticed, I didn't uh, bring this one out until six days after the last one. I'm going back to one a week. I was trying to put out a good amount of them because I didn't want there to be a, you know, such a small amount of podcasts to listen to for the new people popping up on this podcast. And that way they were capable of going through all seven fucking episodes if they wanted to. Um, so now that we're up to episode eight and we got all these episodes to listen to, I'm going to go ahead and start uploading once a week. I haven't chose that day yet, but right now, you know, I know I'm doing it at the end of the week. I would uh, like to get to the beginning of the week. I honestly would like to get to Tuesday. So maybe next week, what I'll do is I'll upload on Sunday since uh, this is going to go on a Friday. And uh, after that, It'll allow me to go a little bit longer and then start uploading on Tuesdays the week after the next. So I think that sounds like that should, you know, be a good plan. We're getting into this. You know, I'm getting used to this. I think I'm actually starting to get the hang of this thing. This is getting like chill. You know, I'm getting more comfortable. We're talking. The talking's all natural. There's there's no fucking notes. I just hop on this fucking mic and I just talk. That's the thing. I just talk, baby. And that's what I do, okay? I just talk to you like this sometimes and all that shit. But there's a few things that I want you to remember to do. If you're not sub subscribed, excuse me, to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, okay? Spotify, follow. iHeartRadio, follow. Do whatever you have to do. To get your ass to press that fucking button for me. Because I know you fucking like this shit. Because you've listened to the whole goddamn episode if you're hearing me now. So, if you're hearing me now. I can't talk. I can't talk. So, if you're listening to me now and you're 
literally enjoying the content, hit that subscribe button. Also, what you can do is you can leave me a review. Now, go ahead and give me five stars. If you don't want to give me five stars, it's all good. Be honest. I don't give a shit. But if you want to leave me a written review, that helps tremendously. Also, uh, go ahead and tell them how fucking shitty I am, that I am a bastard. But at the same time, you'd love this glorious, glorious Gerard. And then uh, other than that, you know, spread this around to your friends. There's plenty of people who like podcasts. If you like podcasts and you have some homies who like podcasts, spread this fucking podcast around like the Rona, okay? I want you to spread it like the Rona and be safe while doing it. You know, while you're talking to your friend, be wearing your fucking mask and be like, hey, yo, you know, this this podcast barely made it. It's pretty fucking cool. I think you should check it out. There's this old dude named Gerard. He's, he's, he's aight, but you know what? The show is better than him. And you should check it out. And then, guess what? Boom. Next thing you know, network begins to grow, right? And we got a bigger community. So that's what I'm hoping to get. That's my dream here, baby, is to get a big-ass community, a, a big-ass community, a good amount of listeners, and uh, so we can all share the same wonderful interests on this amazing podcast. So it has been wonderful speaking with you guys You guys have a great morning, noon, evening, night, whatever it may be. I kind of feel like, uh, what's that dude? Jim Carrey. Bruce. I'm Bruce Almighty. You guys have a great morning, afternoon, and if never, I don't see you, a great night. Nah, but seriously, y'all have a great day, whatever time of the day it is. Remember that I'll be dropping another episode next week, probably around Friday, if I'm not mistaken. And, oh no, Sunday. Excuse me, we're doing a Sunday. We're going to get on track with this shit. So we're probably going to drop the next episode Sunday. But no worries, I'll be here. I fucking love every single one of you. Y'all motherfuckers, party as much as you can in this COVID-19 bullshit. Go get some blow and dance together.